Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Welcome to a new episode of the Prosperity On Air podcast. I'm your host, Paola De Vescovi, and I'm here to help you create freedom and prosperity in your life with the location-independent business that you can run from anywhere in the world. Welcome to episode six of Prosperity on Air podcast. I'm very happy today because this is a very special episode with a very special guest. She is special because she's a very special social media specialist. And she's special because she has created a a program, uh, a social media program entirely devoted to a particular age group, an age group that is very dear to my heart because I myself belong to this age group. And this is the baby boomers or the uh, and the generation X. Why a social media program for this age group? Well, Laurie will tell us why. I can just say that... Um, you know, very often, this is a generation that doesn't feel very comfortable uh, with social media. Very often, not everybody, but, you know, a, a, a great, you know, a, a considerable percentage of baby boomers or Gen Xers are not necessarily comfortable with social media. And especially with, you know, live video, so using Snapchat or Instagram stories and maybe also Facebook Live. Maybe they are, you know, more used to um, using social media for their personal use to connect with family and friends. But when it comes to business, you know, sometimes a certain resistance uh, and they, you know, find it difficult to uh, deal with this resistance. Laura is also very special because the two of us connected on LinkedIn. And I want to tell you this because for those of you who know me quite well, um, you know that I am a LinkedIn uh, specialist and I use LinkedIn extensively to network with potential clients, with potential customers and with uh, um, potential JV partners. And um, and therefore, the, the two of us connected on LinkedIn. We, she, Laurie was already in my network of contacts. And one day I received a notification uh, informing me that she was just about to launch her new program devoted to the baby boomers. And as you know, I wrote a book for the very same age group on how to build a a successful online business at any age. So I couldn't 
not to connect with her. And I I wrote her a private message and I said, you know, I'm very happy that you are just about to launch this program. And, you know, I wrote this book and blah, blah, blah. And by the way, I also, you know, started uh, a podcast and I would love to uh, to have you uh, in one of the episodes. And she was very enthusiastic about it. And why I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this because social media are also a great way to reach out to potential customers and, like in this case, to potential collaborators or collaborations. And so learning to use social media the right way for your personal brand, for your online networking, is something that everybody in the business world should consider. So without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to Lori. And before I do that, just very briefly, I'm going to tell you what we will discuss in this episode. So she will tell us why she decided to create her program for baby boomers and Gen Xers. Uh, She will tell us about the specific challenges that this age group uh, faces when they have to do with uh, social media. She will tell us about how she started her online business. She will tell us also a little bit about her very successful video content strategy that allowed her to create a very solid personal brand on social media. And she will tell us much, much more. So let me introduce you to Laurie Ratzlaff. All right, Laurie, so I'm very happy to have you today with me in today's episode of Prosperity on Air. Thank you so much, Paola, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I have already introduced you a little bit to my audience, but, you know, I would like you to tell my audience a little bit of your background. Certainly. So I have my own social media marketing agency. Um, I have since 2011. Prior to that, I was employed in sort of the corporate world. And and uh, upon being let go from a job at one point in time, I realized it was Sort of, I felt like it was my last chance to dive into being my own boss, which I felt that I'd always wanted to be. And social media, even back then, was a real passion for me. So that's when I started my my social media marketing agency. And um, throughout the years, after not only helping businesses but helping individuals with their social media. I began to see a real need in um, a a specific age group, and that's when I decided to create Gen X Social and start helping those in the 50-plus crowd with their social media needs. And this is how we connected. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that you were starting out with this new venture. Um, I, I felt I really had to connect with you because, you know, I, as you know, and as my audience knows, um, I had published a book 
completely devoted to this age group uh, mm -hmm. about how to build your business online. And so when I saw what you were doing, I said, oh, I, I have to speak with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I know. I was so thrilled when you reached out. That was just awesome. Yes. Yes. So since you mentioned that, um, what is so special uh, about this group um, and why you decided to create uh, something, a course and a workbook that, you know, were addressing this specific age group? You know, really what is so special about the 50 plus crowd is that they have lived half of their life already. They have so much experience, so many stories, so many memories that sometimes they um, are afraid to tell, but or, or let's let's say nervous to tell using social media, um, but really, really want to. And not only for personal purposes, but sometimes it's for business purposes as well, because you know there's a lot of people in this age group, the Gen Xers, the baby boomers who are starting a side business, um, who are, you know, what we call side hustle <laughs> uh -huh. to, you know, perhaps pad their retirement fund or, you know, have that extra income to to be able to live a, a, a better lifestyle, let's say, and wanting to use social media to do it and share those memories and attract people to them through their story, but just don't know how. Um, there's, I've come across a large fear of technology, like quote unquote, which button do I push? Cause I, re they really don't know most of the time they fear doing the wrong thing. And that's how I, that's how this really started was, you know, week upon week, even daily, often getting messages from people of that age group saying, Lori, you know, I need help. I need help. I don't know how to do this. And because they knew I, I am a social media specialist, they would reach out to me. So I just began to realize that there is a huge need and I, I needed to be able to scale um, what type of help I offered. So that's how this came about. And uh, you, you, you just said that, you know, they, they call you, they reach out because they need help. So mm -hmm. what are the main challenges that your clients are experiencing? Um, just mostly fear of doing the wrong thing, you know, um, which, where, where do I post on social media or on Facebook, for example, they didn't, they, a lot of them don't understand the difference between a Facebook personal profile and a Facebook business page, you know, which, um, where should I put my story? Where should I put my videos? Um, where, you know, how do I advertise if I'm going to use Facebook business pages? So that's, um, that's often where to start, where it has started is that they just don't know, they, they just don't know where to start or what, like I've, I've always said to them, you know, push buttons, you can't break anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they're still afraid to push buttons. Yeah. So, you know, Maybe thinking it, that, you know, they, they can't go back 
once they've pushed yeah. the button, you know, they, they can't go go back and do something different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we they can. Tweets can be deleted, you know, things can be edited. Um, and coming at it, too, with whatever they're wanting to say, coming at it with a strategy is so, so important. So that's also a big part of, of what I help them with. Yeah. Um, you, you said that, you know, maybe it, may, many of these baby boomers um, are starting an online business as a side business. And mm-hmm. this is one of the reasons why I have decided to write my book to help them mm-hmm. create a business online. So let's take a typical example of a baby boomer who's just starting out, who is not techie who mm-hmm. is afraid of pushing buttons mm-hmm. <laughs> and who wants to create an online business. So what would you suggest, you know, as, you know, the steps they have to take in order to start out and create this online business? Well, there's a different, uh, several different ways you could go with that. I mean, you could create your own thing following teaching your passion. You know, let's say, for example, you're ex- an excellent woodworker, craftsperson, um, you know, making things with your hands. You, it, sim- it could be as simple as um, creating, a f- making a few videos about what you do, um, you know, whether it be knitting a scarf or, um, you know, maybe using your hands with woodworking, that kind of thing, or teaching guitar, let's say, or, you know, teaching a musical instrument, using video, um, using a platform like YouTube is so, so simple. And then simply creating a Facebook page and sharing those videos is an excellent way to start. You want to know who your target market is, of course, like who is your ideal customer or client for teaching whatever your passion is. You know, not everybody is going to be interested in what you have to offer. And knowing that, the sooner you know that, the more quickly you'll become successful in what you're doing. So, uh, but it really doesn't have to take a whole lot of steps. It can be very... um, complex if you want it to be but it doesn't have to be so if you're having a business having a facebook business page is definitely one of the first steps and i i'm a big believer in video so creating your own youtube channel and those two by themselves are a great start uh do you think that one of the of the fears or the reasons for resistance for a baby boomer who wants to start out is you know because they tend to maybe compare themselves with a younger generation and they maybe you know they are afraid they are too old to start out in this uh internet world Right. I do think that that's a problem. Mm. And that's when I, if I'm, if I'm sitting down with someone one-on-one or whether I'm looking at them through a Skype call or something like that, 
um, I tell them and I reiterate to them how important their story is. No one has lived the life they have lived. No one has the experiences and the memories that they have. And that's what makes them unique and special. No matter if a thousand people are out there teaching others how to knit a scarf, no one can do it the way they can do it. And that's something we all have to remember every single day. For those of us that are online using social media, we have to remind ourselves of how unique and special we are. Um, there's one memory I have of, of being in a one-on-one teaching situation with this woman. She was starting her own, um, she, she was working with the network marketing company and wanting to know how to use Facebook to do that, to you know promote that. And, you know, she was really stuck. She was really halted. And I couldn't quite understand why until um, she said something along the lines of, well, you know, who am I? I'm nobody. And it made me so sad. I looked her in the eye. I put my hand on her forearm and I just said, your story matters. It matters so much. And she, she literally, she had tears in her eyes, you know. It was like I had given her permission to, you know, understand how important her story is and that it's in order for her to be able to grow her business, she needs to be able to share it. Because quite honestly, any of us who have a business online using social media, people aren't buying our product or our service. They're buying us. Sure. They're buying... Yeah, so that's where the, that's why being able to share our story is so so important. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They buy us, and they buy the way uh, we connect with them, and vice versa. Yes. How mm-hmm. they feel, they you know are really connecting with us, uh, and a story yes. does matter. And uh, the way we tell our stories is unique to us. Yes, exactly. You mentioned video and uh, mm-hmm. you've built a very robust personal brand online. And I know that... Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a compliment. Yeah. I'll yeah. take that. <laughs> yeah, we follow each other and I, I, yes. I see what you do online. Yes, and thank pl- you. Video does play a very important role in your branding mm-hmm. strategy and live video in particular. So mm-hmm. can you tell our audience which social media you have chosen for your video content and why you picked up those social media in particular? Well, I started with YouTube many years ago. I believe I joined YouTube in 2009 and have been creating videos since that time um, with very few breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that really is, in my opinion, a very, very important video platform to be on for the reasons that it is so highly searchable. You know, if you do, if you create good video content and then also optimize your videos well, there it, the possibility of being found is, is very, very high. Since Facebook has come into the world of being a a video platform, I find that my strategy is that I create one piece of content and I share it on both platforms. 
I mean, their Facebook and YouTube ha have very different audiences, and I don't want to miss out on anybody potentially seeing my content. So I will take that same piece of content and share it in both places. Um, it, it's important to do that, and the share. It's interesting because the searchability factor, the, the searchable factor on YouTube is very, very high. Yet the shareable factor on Facebook is very, very high. So yes. there's, you know, different reasons and different strategies behind both platforms. So do you think you, you said you started in you with YouTube in 2009? Mm -hmm. Do you think that things have changed since then? Or Oh, yes. Yeah, very, very much. It's very different than it used to be. I mean, you used to be able to um, simply upload a video and as long as, you know, you had um, some keywords in your title and then those same keywords in the description of your video, the, um, the possibility of being found was, was really high with simply that. It's far beyond that now and there is, you know, for a video to really do well, there is there are a lot of factors behind it mm -hmm. not that it's not doable but it's better to know those things going into building a starting a youtube channel today yeah. so yeah so, and again not hard it's just you know every we all can learn this and anybody can learn it no matter what age you are Especially if there is somebody like you makes things very simple. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's, you know, with this overload of information and there, you know, there is uh, all, all this new technology, being able to make things simple is uh, yes. really very, very, very important because, and, you know, once you learn how to use them, they are not so difficult. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there are people who think that, you know, making things sound complicated yeah. uh, makes you appear as a real expert. But this is not the exactly. case. I think it's the opposite is true. Oh, very, very true. Mm. And, and quite honestly, that's a big reason why I'm so excited about Gen X Social is that I I'm in this, I am the age group. I am a Gen Xer myself. So I understand how this age group thinks and what their frustrations are and what their troubles are and why they can't or don't want to move forward with their social media. And so I break it down. I teach it in a way that I feel they can understand. And I don't say that just because that's what I think, but I say that because that's what I've been told over the years of, giving instruction and teaching and giving workshops and so on. So that's why I, I feel very privileged to be able to teach this age group how to use social media and how to do it right. Because quite frankly, the majority of them want to use social media. They just don't know how to do it properly. Yes. And yeah. So that's what this is all about. Yeah. Let's go back to the video thing. And sure. it, each video platform has its particular features, its etiquette or netiquette, uh, its conventions mm. and its algorithm. This word that <laughs> yeah. is very disturbing. <laughs> it, it is that's a good explanation of it. Yeah. it. It can be very disturbing. Yeah. 
So let's take, you know, the three platforms where I know that you are very present. So YouTube, Instagram, so with instant stories and Snapchat. Um, mm. How do you how do you use video on these three platforms and why you use it this way? Okay. Well, I like I said, I started with YouTube so, so long ago. I saw the, um, the possibility with it. So I really just never, ever wanted to give up um, on, on what could potentially be. I've grown my channel to over 2,500 subscribers and I'm quite thrilled with that. Um, truthfully, there's, I've, I've created a, a, about half a dozen videos that have been, um, the main crux of why my channel grew as, as big as it has. And those were all um, product demonstration videos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a tip for you. If you are, um, uh, promoting or selling a product to be able to sort of um, utilize a trend and make a video about something that's trending is potentially, you know, life altering for your YouTube channel. It, it certainly made it an enormous difference in mine. Um, but there's the possibility and like I said, the searchability of YouTube is so, so important. So I do a weekly um, YouTube video in sort of a show format where I like to teach social media strategies and talk about social media trends and that kind of thing. I'll, I'll implement um, different ideas every once in a while talking about entrepreneurship and that kind of thing. And, and even, you know, second half, of life stuff I'll, I'll throw in there sometimes. So, mm -hmm. but that my YouTube strategy is extremely different from my Snapchat strategy. Um, my Snapchat strategy and how I go about that is simply sharing my life on a day by day basis. What am I doing today? What's important to me today? What projects am I working on today? I primarily use Snapchat still for business purposes. Um, talking about social media trends and whatnot, but I, it's a much more laid back format, um, very comfortable at ease. You know, a lot of it is just me sitting on my desk behind my computer, but you know, I'll show things on my laptop or, or that kind of a thing. Um, but it's still, it's, it's much more comfortable, um, sort of storytelling fashion, yeah. as opposed to my the YouTube, which is more, um, I don't ever script it, but it's it's a little more um, purposeful, let's say. Yeah, more, more educational, maybe. Yes, and that's yeah, right. Yeah, and Snapchat is more storytelling. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, things... I, I, I talk about, you know, my life and when I'm out for a run, I'll take Snapchat with me or if I'm out, you know, at a concert or with my family or my children or those types of things. Like I, I just take Snapchat with me along with my life mm. and um, it's just so fun. Yeah. And uh, I, I've seen you also on Instant Stories. Yes, Instagram Stories. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, 
not always, but often what I will do is I will take my Snapchat stories, I will download them onto my phone and then repurpose them into Instagram stories. Mm. Now, I, like I said, I don't always do this, but the reason I do this is because each platform has such a different audience. Like I know that my Instagram followers are not following me on Snapchat and vice versa. The majority of my Snapchat followers are not following me on Instagram. So I want that daily story to reach everybody. Yeah. And so that's why I do that. And like I said, I don't always do it. Like sometimes I share completely different stories on Instagram than I do on Snapchat, but quite often I'll, you know, I'll, do it on one platform, download it and repurpose it. And you can actually do it both ways. You can create an Instagram story, download it onto your phone and repurpose it into Snapchat. So it goes both ways. Mm. Um, I'm not using Snapchat uh, yet. I may, okay. <laughs> I may start using it. Mm-hmm. Um, I Great. Know- yeah, let yeah. me know when you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Now, I'm curious, honestly, also because, of course, when you are, uh, you know, um, advising people about their social media strategies, you have to try things out yourself yes. before being able to, you know, suggest to use he this or that platform mm-hmm. or social media. So definitely I will have a try <laughs> with Snapchat. Yeah. So I I know that well based on these statistics but also based on my personal experience uh, the audience on Instagram uh, and I imagine on on Snapchat are suddenly younger. Um I want to ask you Are your followers also, you know, baby boomers and uh, Gen X on those Mm -hmm. two platforms? Or do you notice that, you know, there are indeed younger generations following you there? On Snapchat, there are definitely uh, younger folks following me. But um, the Snapchat functionality has been probably the biggest community builder Mm -hmm. that I've ever experienced in my 10 years on social media. And of that community that I have built and become a part of, the majority of them are, you know, within 10 years of my age. Uh And I'm in, I'm early fifties. So, um, yeah, there, a lot of us are, are the same age. Mm -hmm. It's, it's amazing to me, you know, still so many people think that it's, meant for teenagers and it it really isn't um you know truthfully every social network started off with you know late teens early 20s look at facebook look at how it started yeah you know when twitter began it was conceived to be this this platform for teenagers Mm. and the older generations they eventually come on board well that's that's exactly what's happening with snapchat with instagram stories to be honest one of my favorite accounts that i follow on snapchat um the gentleman he's a canadian fellow he's in his 70s oh really (laughs) yeah, and he's yeah. just adorable. I absolutely love him. <laughs> and he doesn't do 
anything other than show us what he's making for his meals every day. And he jaunts into town once in a while. And he lives in like very rural Canada, East Coast Canada. There are days, you know, he'll be driving around on his lawn tractor. And it's just, it's just fun. It's just, it's, he's so sweet. Like I just, he's one of the first people I found on Snapchat, to be honest. So, um, Laurie, any particular equipment that you are using and that you would suggest for making good quality video content? Do you know, honestly, start with a good smartphone. You really can't go wrong with that. If you're wanting to sort of go next level with your videos, the most important things are good lighting and, and good sound. So, um, you know, I personally have a ring light that I, I have in front of me here when I create my videos. I, I have a webcam that I use for my YouTube videos and I've invested in a, you know, a fairly good mic, but mm -hmm. even that was less, you know, around a hundred dollars probably. So, okay. but so sound and lighting is, is really, really important oh, yeah. when you're creating YouTube videos. Absolutely. But for Snapchat and the Instagram stories, you're going to use your phone and everybody has a good smartphone these days or most people do anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, one, one concern that, you know, I hear a lot, especially um, with, you know, the baby boomers um, mm -hmm. is that, you know, Uh, using social media, being on social media, it takes so much time, you know, I don't think I have time to do it. Uh, how do you organize, you know, your presence on social media so that it doesn't take too much of your time, you know, from other important things such as, you know, producing your courses and uh, doing mm -hmm. your coaching, etc. How do you organize your social media uh, in-person presence, let's say? Right. Mm -hmm. For the most part, what I like to do, and this, this is a good week when this happens, <laughs> I'll produce one very solid piece of content. Let's say my video, for example. So I'll, I'll create the concept for it, um, create the video, edit the video, and then I'll use that one piece of content and I'll take pieces from it throughout the week. So let's say um, I'll take that, that video, I'll turn it into a blog post. I'll then take that blog post and I'll turn it into 10 or 20 tweets that I tweet throughout the week. Um, I'll take a piece of that blog post and I'll use that as a Facebook post on my business page. Um, and, and that's how I structure, or I like to structure. <laughs> it doesn't always turn out that way, but I do do my best to do it this way. Uh, my week so that I'm not constantly looking for new ideas every single day. Uh, I'll have a theme of the week or even a theme of, of the month. And, and work around that and I, I'll also set myself time limits like I'm if I'm going to be on Twitter I'm going to only spend 10 minutes on it and I will literally set a timer so that I don't get distracted um, you know same same goes for Snapchat I spend a certain amount of time every day to watch other people's to, to consume other people's Snapchat stories um, 
And, and so, yeah, it definitely is, it can be an issue if you're not aware of what you're doing. Hmm. So having strategy is so, so important. Strategy and planning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I have a content calendar that I live by. And of course, that integrates into my own calendar of things that I need to get done on a daily basis. And uh, yeah, when you follow the plan, it, it can work beautifully and you don't have to spend a lot of time. Yeah, sure. And as mm. you said, set time limits uh, for, yes. you know, the various tasks. This is important. And another, very important. Yeah, yeah. Another very important thing. And what I noticed, at least in my case, that another thing that I I am trying to implement more and more is to have, you know, days that are entire, entirely devoted to one thing. For example, I have content creation days or okay. interview days because I've noticed that, you know, if I tend to put too many things on my agenda, I... I tend not to be focused, but this is you right. know, a, a personal thing, of course. Mm -hmm. and I think yeah, that, and that's... Yeah, go on. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if that's, that's a great strategy, mm. then, then definitely stick with that. And you're absolutely right. Like, not everybody's going to be the same. Mm -hmm. I find that I, because of what I do, I am on social media every day, but I only allot certain amounts of time like I'll take uh, a, an hour and a half to two hours in the morning and that's of course you know that incorporates client work as well um, and just um, looking for engagement for my clients and that kind of thing obviously I spend a lot of time in content creation for my clients because I still on top of this Gen X social I am still a social media manager for and have a number of clients So on top of doing my own marketing, so, you know, it, I have to be very, very structured in what I do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you yeah. find something that works for you, definitely stick oh, with it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on social media every day, too. And I, you know, also allow myself to just spend a certain amount of time on every social platform every day. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah, this is what I do, too. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, another question I want to ask you is what criteria do you use for choosing these social media platforms for your social marketing and your personal branding? And of course, uh, uh, how would you, um, you know, suggest that your customers, you know, your clients uh, decide which platform they want to be present on well first and foremost you know when you're using social media for marketing you need to know who your audience is while different segments of that ideal audience are going to be on the different platforms you need to structure your content accordingly so your Facebook posts are going to be different than what you post on LinkedIn that's going to be different from what you tweet Um, so it, it really is according to who your target market is, what your message is, and what your ultimate goal is. You know, if you are someone who 
is simply B2B or business to business, you're going to probably want to spend a good deal of time on LinkedIn. Um, if you're, let's say, a restaurant owner, you're going to want to spend a great deal of time on Instagram. So it's it's dependent on on who your market is and what your ultimate goal is. Do you want uh, people in the seats of your restaurant or do you want to have face-to-face meetings with the CEO of a large corporation? You know, it's very dependent upon that. And now I think it's time to tell us a little bit about uh, Gen X Social. What do you think? Ooh. Oh, I would love that. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I want to know. I want to know everything about it. Oh, thank you. Well, at least I'm everything so... you can disclose at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, it Gen X Social is up and running, and I, you know, to be fair, it is very new. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this already in in our conversation, but this is something that. I've been thinking about for a very long time, probably a year. And I just, I knew that I wanted to help this age group. I knew how I could help them. I just wasn't sure how I could package it in a way that made sense for people. And I believe that I've come up with an excellent solution um, in giving people options and, and different sort of quote unquote layers of learning. So Gen X Social is, is simply a social media training, coaching, and mentorship program for the Gen Xers, for the baby boomers. But there's different aspects to it. So you mentioned once before that there is a workbook. So I have created a workbook for the go-getter, for the person who, doesn't, who just wants a simple go-to resource that they can learn from on their own time and and in their own way. Um, there is a support group, a special private support group in Facebook for those that purchase the workbook. So they can, if they have questions about the workbook, they can, they will be added to that special group and they can ask questions in there. But, you know, they don't necessarily need anything over and above that um, workbook, which is, it covers all of the main social platforms. It covers um, set up, it covers um, best practices, it covers um, security levels and that kind of thing and how to keep your, your accounts secure because actually I do find that that's one of the biggest questions that I have from a, a lot of the people that I deal with. They want to know ha- how to maintain their privacy yeah. while still using social media. So, Which is extremely um, important, I would say. Absolutely. Oh, mm. absolutely. Yeah. So um, there's there, that is one level. And then there's another level of people that n- need more. They want to be trained um, using video. And I believe I've come up with a really neat concept of how to use video, a combination of video and live broadcasts. Again, for the members that want that level of training, it's all within a secret Facebook group, so nobody else can just join on a whim or anything. This is a, a very private community, um, and I'll and there are weekly trainings that stay on 
within that group so that they can uh, refer back to it as they need. And again, just 100% support within the group. So those are basically the two different levels. There's the workbook for the real go-getter and the, you know, the person who uh, maybe doesn't need that one-on-one learning from a video type thing. And then there's, um, sorry, can you hear that music in the background? Um, my daughter my daughter has her music quite loud well it's okay i mean i, I think <laughs> okay. yeah, it doesn't matter sorry yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> okay good sorry yeah. i just yeah sure that's that. that's the beauty of you know working from <laughs> home yes running, exactly yes, exactly <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, the, there's the workbook and then there's this community where w- you get the weekly training session now, and that will be a combination of recorded video and live video, but it will be me instructing, you know, right there in front of their eyes, how, how to do things. Oh. And then they can ask questions as we go along when it is in the live video format. So is the course available already? It is, yes. The workbook is already available. Yes. And um, the the full course itself is, is brand new and the cart is open for anyone who is interested in it. I have two different um, payment options. It's either a monthly pay-as-you-go amount or if you pay for a full year in advance, um, you get a discount and you get some bonuses. So... Mm-hmm. Um, there's those two different options, but they both, whatever way you choose to pay for it, you get the same content. You're both, you know, they're added to the group and then we start the weekly, the weekly trainings. So where can our audience find, uh, the information about the course and also, you know, the possibility to enroll? Right. So it all starts off. I have a free report that I offer and then the process begins there and then they can learn um, a lot more about the the course at that point. So that free report is offered at the 50 plus entrepreneur dot website. And 50 is the number five zero, yeah. not the word 50. Yes. So that's where people can um, sign up and learn more about the program itself. And um, if I also have a Facebook page that I've started for the Gen X social community, which is facebook.com forward slash Gen X social. So uh, they can come and find me there as well. That is also brand new. Um, it's, it's funny because the Gen X social has been in my brain for so long, <laughs> but it's only been made public in the last couple of weeks. So um, while you know, the numbers are small. We are one day going to be mighty. I have big I'm plans sure. for this, for this I, program. Yeah. I hope to have live events at some point and, uh, you know, just to encourage this age group that how important they are and how special their story is and, and why it needs to be told. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I will put all these links in the show notes, of course. So, you know, they will be clickable and uh, people Thank can you. reach you very easily. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Laurie, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Oh, and... such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Paula. I'm so 
just so grateful you reached out and found me on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, and I think that this this is a very important message, you know, for the baby boomers and the Gen X generation. There is a lot that they can do. And yes. their, their stories and their experience is really important and a real treasure for many, many people. And they have to share it yes. the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You know, in generations to come, people are not going to be picking, picking up books. They're going to be doing a Google search. So, mm. <laughs> you know, that's how they're going to be found. Yeah. How these yeah. stories will be found. Yeah. which is why they need to be shared. So, yeah, absolutely. And I do hope that you will come back to the show. With... I would be very honored. I would love to. Yes. And I will come and visit you in your community for the Baby Thank Boomers you. and Gen X. Yes, yes. I, I appreciate that. And we yes. welcome you with arms open. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you again for being with me. And as I said, I really hope you'll come back very soon. Thank you very much, Paula. I absolutely will. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Laurie as much as I did. Uh, I must say I have learned a lot from her today. And I'm very curious to start experimenting with the Snapchat, as I said, during the interview. Um, I'm curious to see if it's if it's a right fit for my brand, if my audience is there, and if it integrates well with my social media strategy and the other social uh, networks where you know I'm present. So I hope that you also learned a lot from her. And if you want to know more about uh, her work, about uh, how she uses video, all the links. Uh, that you can use to connect with her are in the show notes of this episode. So, so having said that, I wish you a fantastic week. I will see you next Monday for another episode of Prosperity On Air podcast. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud.